Society 13 Podcast Network, and you are listening to Kettle Whistle Radio with Heather and Dave, the only place I come for the music, the macabre, and movies. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio for real on Society 13 Networks. David Fairhead and Heather Tanny. Yeah, yeah. Are you still doing good? I'm doing great. How come? Uh, Yeah, hot off the heels of Days of the Dead, Indianapolis, Horror Con. It was a fantastic show. And what are we listening to right now? Oh man, this is so great. I freaking love. I, I well. Spent an afternoon hanging out with Bill Mosley. Very interesting. <laughs> and in the background, uh, got a little Bill Mosley playing there, the Corn Bugs. You're listening to, and yes, we are all <laughs> riders of the Whistling Skull. <laughs> very funky. Very, very cool. funky, garage sounding, and uh, you can be hearing more from that. And you'll hear some of Bill himself later on. As I met him, we sat down. I had about ten minutes with him, which was great. We've got Ann Bobby from Nightbreed, of course, and you met her. Yes, she was very just. A very sweet, very nice woman. Yes, from very New nice. Jersey. The leading lady of Nightbreed, Clive Barkers. And they were all there. It was a reunion. Mm-hmm. And um, they hadn't, some of them hadn't seen each other in quite some time. And it was a great time sitting down with her and discussing what she has coming up. Uh, and, of course, the upcoming re-release of Nightbreed with the extra footage. She says is fantastic and fans are going to love it. And I know there's a lot of fans waiting to see that. I certainly am. Yes. But yes, and of course, we've got on the show uh, Mr. John Russo, Mr. Night of the Living Dead himself. He'll be on. Uh, and of course, we have some newcomers, too. Um, our buddy that was sitting next to us at the Horicon. Um, yeah, Charles Moran. And Charles Moran, what was he all about? Um, he does uh, horror prints, like, you know, his own renditions of horror movie posters and he had his own concept for like a lot mm-hmm. of rock band posters they were really cool right outside the philadelphia area he does work out in la as well um for a lot of bands uh one of which was a band called from philly which we'll be hearing from in other shows uh coming up and of course our own gary vincent who will be up shortly he co-hosted with me during the event at the at our table for burning bowl publishing where i was selling my book the fall of tomorrow and you'll hear a lot of John Russo talk about his stuff. Uh, Burning Bulb is now re-releasing um, all of John Russo's back catalog. There's like 20 books coming out. And wow, they were selling like hotcakes at the show. Yeah, well, he's a very popular guy. Very, what a rock star. Yes. Getting the young girls full, and the old girls. And full of very interesting stories at the after party. Oh, the after party. He was <laughs> killing us. a fun us. guy. He was killing us. He'll stay up till 3 or 4 in the morning telling fantastic stories. Yes. Uh, and we can definitely account for all of them. Uh, Gary Lee Vincent, I have his album here too. 
Passion, Pleasure, and Pain. This is, of course, publisher, head publisher. The lead, he owns Burning Ball Publishing. And his, uh, his vampire novels, of course, which he'll be talking about in a little bit, will have him on. We're also going to play, you'll see, at the end of Gary's segment, I play a song, New York City Woman, uh, which is very John Wal... Uh, John, jeez. Joe Walshy. Not John Walshy. That'd be a sad that'd be like a whole of events. Finding criminals sort of thing. Moving on. Anyways. Moving on. But yeah, very Joe Walshy sound. Uh, Gary Lee Vincent. I kind of dig it. It's rock and roll the way it should be. And uh, I don't know. What a great event. I thought it was fantastic. I hope you had a good time. I think you did. I Ms. did. Miss D, you did? I did. What was a highlight um, for you? Um, You know what? I think that the people in Indianapolis were just very sweet people. Wherever you went, they were just very nice. Yes. They were just very nice people. And the um, library. What about the library restaurant ooh, with the greatest the... prime rib I've ever had? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. yes, it was, oh, yes. That was an amazing little little find. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be in the middle of <laughs> The wine wasn't bad we either. No. Uh, coming up right right away, uh, new friends of mine at the show. Uh, this is a band from North Carolina. Three Quarters Dead is the name of the band. I met Mark Alexander. We're going to be playing Pine Box very shortly here, which I think is a rocking tune. Mark, I want to thank you very much. It was cool meeting you. And um, I really dig three, Qu- three Quarters Dead. Cool band. And we'll be hearing more from them in the future. Uh, I think we should get right into Pine Box right about now. Unless you got a few more things to talk about, Miss D. Um, I know I actually do. Ooh, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, well, you know, we have to thank uh, also a newcomer from uh, Filthy Gorgeous. Uh, this is a, actually, I met Bonnie Bones White. Okay, this is where nightmares and fantasies are the same thing, Ooh. and we create them. Bonnie oh White, Bonnie White, also <laughs> knows Bonnie Bones on Facebook. Look her up. She has very interesting products for sale, um, and you can find her at Bonnie B O excuse me B O N N I E dot X dot Bones B O N E S at gmail dot com, and uh, definitely uh, let's see. It's owner. She's the owner creator. And makeup and hair artists for, and, and also an alternative model. Um, Filthy Gorgeous, look them up. You're going to be hearing from her as well uh, between the Ann Bobby and the uh, Bill Mosley interview. Stick with us and thanks for listening. Enjoy. Yeah, and do that. <laughs>
Hey, welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. I'm here with my pal and publisher, Gary Lee Vincent. It's Gary Lee Vincent, Burning Bowl Publisher. We're busy here at the table with uh, John, Mr. John Russo himself, Mr. Night of the Living Dead. It's this. Where are we to get? We're at uh, Indianapolis. Was this crazy place called Days of the Dead? This three-day convention of monsters, madness, and mayhem. 25,000 people, is that what I heard? I think 25, yeah. It's just madness here, but this is fantastic. It's a great show. And, hey, actually, here's one of our fans right here. How are you doing? Uh, what was your name again? Yeah. Yeah, one of our fans actually who bought one of our books is here right now. You want to get on the radio right now? Say hi. Say your name. Hi, I'm Lisa. And you bought what? Everything. Uh, everything, yes. <laughs> At least I really appreciate you. Yeah, we my definitely aid. thank you. She bought the fall of tomorrow. I hope you enjoy it. And you hit hit me up on Facebook. Give me a review anytime. Are you having fun? Yes, it's a great time. Yeah, this is a big show, right? You're buying oh, yes. a lot of books, <laughs> and we definitely appreciate the readers. Yeah. So, was John Russo your favorite so far? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just set you up right there. <laughs> well, you're great, Lisa. We need more people like you. Okay, we're back here. The table got a little busy. I got Gary here. We got you have all kinds of stuff coming out, including the Talisman comic book. The Talisman, yeah. Tal- uh, yeah, Talisman. Yes, uh, <laughs> Talisman. Well, Dave I and I are, are in this book called Westward Hose. It's a Western, weird, bizarro anthology with uh, nine strange tales. One of them, which is the Talisman, that became a uh, comic book here about a month ago, and. Um, yeah, it, uh, what's nice about that one, we also have uh, Rich Bottles Jr. He did some of the comedic uh, adaptation from short story to comic book form. And also uh, an excellent artist from the UK named Stuart Brown did the uh, artwork on artwork's it. Artwork's so, amazing. Yeah, it's so really yeah, it's, it's a really exciting time to be here. And if uh, the folks that come around to the show, if they buy the Westward Hose anthology, they get the comic book free. But you can also download the comic at burningbulbcomics.com so if you wanted to just buy the comic by itself or or just check it out uh, on digital um, burningbulbcomics.com would have that now of course your big news is your uh, back catalog of John Russo books yes that's our um, our big project basically each month we're coming out with a new John Russo title um, Burning Bulb started with uh, a book back in uh, April called Dealey Plaza uh, that's a, uh, a thriller, horror thriller um, from John. He um, has right now over 20 reviews on Amazon.com and at least 16 five-star reviews. That's awesome. Uh, so I, it keeps going up almost daily. So so it's a really um, exciting book. Um, we're also in the middle of doing a theatrical audio on that, an audio book. That's exciting. And that should be done probably around August. Um, also... Uh, the June release was a brand new novel called The Academy. Um, it's a thriller about cybernetic implants into people and these institutes controlling their emotions and their behaviors. It's really awesome. Um, next month uh, will be the big month for The Awakening, which is a 1983 book that has been rebuilt into the you know, into contemporary time right now. And um, it corresponds with a movie that was released called Heartstopper. So... You'll have The Awakening as a book and Heartstopper as a DVD coming out as a combination bundle. And then on August, we'll be doing Living Things by John Russo. So it's just a John Russo marathon of great stuff coming out. And as we speak, he's sitting to our right. He's a little too busy with fans and selling all kinds of stuff in the stable here, man. 
I mean, he has just been busy. He's a rock star. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's a legend. Up. Yeah, he's a legend of horror. Yeah, he was up till three in the morning last night. I heard in the bar. Oh, hey, and he's Russo now, but he's introducing Gary. I got to take over the mic here. It's really busy here. I mean, I, well, I got Mr. Savini across from me, Bill Mosley to my right, Tara Reed signing Sharknado stuff, and Tony Katane of all people, right down the road from me here. Amazing, <laughs> amazing stuff to look at. I got to go. There's, we're getting mobbed here. Hold on. Be back. Charles Moran from Philadelphia. You want to explain what you got here? Because you're, you're doing well today. Yeah, I have, um, I'm vending my art. I do silkscreen posters. I'm an illustrator, printmaker from 
outside of Philadelphia, about two hours outside of Philadelphia, a town called Pottsville. Um, for, yeah, for anybody that may know the East Coast and like beer, it's the hometown of Yingling beer. Oh, of course. But, uh, yeah, so I was excited to come out, you know, make the trip out to Indianapolis. Done a bunch of East Coast shows, done, you know, a great job with that. And just come out here and get the vibe, see how everything is. Days so, the Dead, Indianapolis. Yeah. 25,000 people, and it does show. Literally. Yeah, definitely. It has been consistently crowded all weekends thus far. Uh, good flow of traffic. No one has the same metal or horror t-shirt everybody no. has something different and authentic yes that has been the great thing about the, seeing all the different apparel and everything here and just join with uh, fellow horror fans yeah you point out a t-shirt and then you got something to talk about immediately that's yeah. how it always goes with metal and it's the same thing with horror absolutely that's really why that's why I love um, just bringing like the rock posters that I do to shows because yes. it always strikes up like having conversations about the Deftones or Melvins oh, or hand in hand, you man. know like talking about concerts that you saw and you just get a, a famili- familiarity with people and then you start talking horror and it, it all snowballs from there before you know it it's 3 in the morning and you should be in bed but you're not <laughs> you're at the bar at the yeah. inside the hotel paying way too much money for yeah, beer yeah like John exactly. Russo he was up till 3 in the morning meeting fans and drinking oh my I, god I, I don't know how he did it my god I'm doing it tonight but last night that, that would have been too rough you should definitely plug your stuff, man. Where, yes. where can we find your artwork? Uh, you your can find my artwork at, uh, you can go to www.horrorprints.com. Or if you wanted to check out my personal blog, you could go to zomic.org. It's Z-O-M-I-C dot O-R-G. Worth your while. I mean, I'm looking here, yes, Deadly Spawn, one of yes. my favorites. And the blob, of course, I saw you sold one of those blob ones. Today. Yes, yeah. But the most amazing was the Kathy Bates behind you. Yes. And the thing. Kathy I mean, Bates from Misery. Unbelievable. Yeah. And Night of the Creeps, people keep. Yeah. And Pet Cemetery. And you can always um, you can always find like uh, my work through uh, Gallery 1988 out of Los Angeles. I do a lot of shows with them. Do a lot of concert posters for Electric Factory concerts in Philadelphia. So, but thank you very much for Absolutely. having me. Anytime, great time. Man, anytime. Yeah, great Good having stuff. you as a neighbor, Dave. Yeah, it's the beginning of <laughs> Saturday. We're just getting yeah. started. This is not the end. Yeah, we'll I, hear from Charles again. I haven't broken out my bunny ears yet. And he's only one mirror <laughs> in. <laughs> I'm with a very, very busy Mr. John Russo right now. And he's got a lot to talk about. But if people come to the table, we're going to cut this short and get back to him. So here he is right now. What do you got going on? You have so much going on right now. Well, right now, because of uh, Burning Ball Publishing and Gary Vincent, who also published your new book, and we're, of That's course, we're all here at Day- tomorrow, yes. Days of the Dead Indianapolis, and we're uh, promoting our, our different books and products. So, as uh, far as uh, I'm concerned, uh, my own work is concerned, Gary published Dealey Plaza, uh, which is uh, a departure for me in, in that it's not a horror novel. But it, in another sense, it is a horror novel because it tells a horrific history of 40 years of mass murder and other types of violence in America, a subject that really needs to be dealt with and solved. So, and you the, the experience these events through the, through the uh, lives of four main characters, and it covers a 40-year period in their lives and in the life of this country as far as its history of violence is concerned. How did you pick these characters? Like, are they archetypes of any that we would know? Or well, you- yeah, uh, in, in, they are uh, intentionally archetypes. And uh, the thing is, when you come up with a theme or a concept for a novel or a screenplay or whatever you're working on, then, then you have to 
devise characters that that best can carry that theme forward. So in this in this book, I have uh, most of it seen and told through the eyes of Frank Williams, who's who uh, starts out to be a writer, but because of the terrible murders of his friends, uh, his entire career, his entire life has changed. And instead of becoming a writer, he becomes an FBI agent in charge of an anti-terrorist unit, and that brings him into uh, contact with these the worst kinds of villains, including the mastermind behind the murders of his, of his friends. Then you have... Uh, Friend, a college friend of his, Lori McCoy, who achieves her ambition of becoming a country music star and uh, eventually a movie star also. Her ex-husband becomes a uh, very wealthy health food guru and somewhat of a, of a shyster, uh, you know, <laughs> perpetrating a pyramid scheme, which we all know about that. You sure do. And what that d- did to our economy. Yes. And then her second husband is a civil rights activist and uh, and uh, and he becomes our agent manager and also a very powerful agent for many other prominent actors, singers, musicians, and so on. And they all are under the gun from these uh, from these threats. Uh, so again, mixing real history with true yeah, fiction, which yeah, there so are real people that appear in the book as well. So. What were your, I mean, other than history, what other inspirations? What made you do this and get away from horror, just to get away from horror? Well, because it was in, I do, I like to do what's in my heart to do and where my true interests lie, and my interests lie in all the cultural, everything that has to do with artistic, cultural, societal, political matters in this country and in the world, you know. That's just all I am. And George Romero is the same way, so is Russ Steiner. We're all, Absolutely. you know, we've all... Always, uh, our conversations revolve around those kinds of subjects, not just horror. <laughs> so, uh, in, as far as horror goes, then Burning Bulb and, uh, is republishing my backlist. Backlist, I've yes. done 20 some novels over the years, and that we have the uh, first several of them now, brand new, republished uh, The Awakening and. Uh, the Academy, Academy. Which the original. a lot of people are picking up the Academy. Yeah, a lot of interest in that one. And that was titled Daycare, but uh, it did deal with an Academy for gifted children, where where they have some of them have been, been given brain implants uh, under the auspices of the government and certain scientists, and of course things go haywire. So. Uh, it's a fantastic the, premise. I can't yeah. wait to read that one. It isn't so fantastic. These brain implants have actually been done and are being done. They started out as an experiment to find ways to uh, cure or, or deter some of the symptoms of, uh, of um, not schizophrenia, but uh, epilepsy. Yep, you're right, right. And through that, they discovered that they could control various areas the human brain and manipulate people's emotions and their intellects. So again, blending realism. Yeah, so it's a real thing and it's been advocated by leading scientists that every child should have these brain implants. So like this book says, well, what if? I might have some interest here. I might have to cut this Oh, yeah, they're looking. So, yeah, we may. This is Mr. Russo right here if you want to meet him. I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for right of the movie. Oh, well, you know what? Maybe we have to come back to this later, Mr. Russo. <laughs> uh, this is Mr. 
more sales for the rock star. Hello, this is Victoria from the Ninth Story Podcast. And this is Kettle Whistle Radio. They play music almost as good as my music box. It's all so fairly dark in here. You're not afraid of the dark, but you should be. Okay, we're back here. Uh, Mr. Russo gets a little busy. He's a rock star, you know. These people mob the table, and he just made some sales, you know. You gotta sign the boobs. You gotta say hello to the people. I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that does happen. It does happen. It does happen. And it's happening now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I'll be good. <laughs> Go ahead. You're on. Um, now he's shying people away. Shying away from people. So uh, anyway, we have the awakening, and also uh, the movie that I made based on that novels, uh, which was uh, called. Heartstopper only yes. because there Heartstopper. was a movie called The Awakening, so we had to change the title. Yeah, the DVD is sitting right here on our table yeah. right now. And uh, very good production quality, starring Tom Savini, Moon Zappa, and Michael J. Pollard, who long ago won the Academy Award for Bonnie and Clyde. And uh, so we have those are new, and then we have. My movie, The Mob Boss and the Soul Singer, starring Chuck Corby and Clive Storm. And we've been on David's show before, Chuck and I, talking about that movie. Yes. And it's gotten all kinds of good reviews. Almost made it into, into the Sundance Film Festival. The director loved it. Gary and I went to that old, that premiere at the Hollywood. And that was a, I loved it. We had a great time. How's old Chuck Corby doing, anyway? Uh, Chuck's doing well. He was going to come here, but then he had a family problem. Oh, I'm sorry. Because he was going to come here and uh, help us uh, promote the Mob Boss and the Soul Singer. And, uh, and then, uh, unfortunately, he had, to, he had to bail out. So uh, I'm sure he'll be with us in the future. It's a fun movie. Absolutely fun movie. Thank so what, you. what's your favorite of your books that you have coming out, the reissues and the new ones? If you were to sell one to somebody, what's it going to be? I think it would be Dealey Plaza because my heart was really in that book and I over I wrote it over a period of 20 years while I was doing other things but always coming back to it and uh, the fact that it has 16 five-star reviews and four four-star reviews on Amazon and it's only been out a month and a half and, and it, I think it's a very important book because it deals with the epidemic of mass violence in this country mass shootings and right-wing and left-wing terrorism and you name it, uh, that's a problem that we all have to do something about it to, to stop that. But it, this, uh, this epidemic uh, affects the lives of the, of the four main characters very powerfully and they are they, they become victims in different ways. This is going to hit home with a lot of people, including yeah. my, my wife's a teacher. You know, it's it's going to be it's a very scary subject. Even Stephen King hit on it, and you beat Stephen King to the punch this time. Oh, did yes, I? Did. I yeah, didn't even know he was in the yeah Mercedes. It's out. Well, whatever. Oh, blah yeah. blah blah. You know, you beat him to the punch. Good. <laughs> but I like King's work very much too. I love him too. Trust me. Looks like you have a bunch of people here waiting for you again. Okay. All right, we'll get back to you, Mr. Russo. All right. <laughs> Rock star. Burning Ball Publishing presents the next step in evolution of horror. David J. Fairhead's 
The Fall of Tomorrow The Fall of Tomorrow is a tale of desperation told by those who are striving to salvage some hope against a ravenous passion of evil bent on ruling our world. Burning Bulb Publishing presents The Fall of Tomorrow by David J. Fairhead Available May 1st at Amazon.com and at BurningBullPublishing.com Okay, so John's a little busy, uh, but, uh, you know, just when you think he sells it all, uh, what, Gary, what is Mr. Russo doing right now? Well, well, Dave, he's selling copies of his uh, Busy Executives workout manual. Because, uh, yes, that's right, John Russo's <laughs> produced an exercise book with, uh, for the busy busy executive yeah, this guy came up and, uh, and, and he thought he had bought the whole Russo catalog yeah, he but. says he says I have everything related to Night of the Living Dead and John says well I bet bet you don't have this and sure enough in the in the exercise routines it has zombie zombie children exercising and different things I was quite impressed actually and uh, Mr. Russo in a suit with barbells I believe yeah he's, he's standing there in a suit with barbells <laughs> that's the uh John Russo workout, everybody. <laughs> okay, we're back with Mr. John Russo. Now, he's a very busy man here, so you got to get him in when you can. Um, now, Midnight. Yeah. What's going on with Midnight? I'm very excited about this one. Well, um, we've been working on raising money for Midnight for a couple of years, and, and the reason is that we were ready to shoot it, have the cast, the locations, everything ready. And the lady who was financing it died, and and uh, so uh, then we have to scramble for new financing. And and uh, now Herb Lindsay had read the script, and Herb is uh, a uh, producer and a line producer in Los Angeles. He's been working closely with me and Joe Majestic on several projects, and he he mostly was putting his efforts toward one of my zombie films uh, 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 Spawn of the Dead and then he read Midnight and totally flipped out over it and he said this is a slam dunk I'll have this money shortly and so with Herb and some other and some investors we already had lined up I'm pretty sure we'll be shooting this summer and Midnight Midnight Novel is one of the spookiest that I've written, and, it, and it's in the uh, book The Hungry Dead that was published in October by Kensington Books. And the Hungry that trade paperback has two novels in it. It has Midnight reprinted, and then it has uh, the new Escape of the Living Dead novel based on my screenplay, which is with a Hollywood company who I think ran out of money and are not... You know, we had Christina Cleave and Gunnar Hansen and Kane on, oh, on and on. We had a great cast ready to go with it, but they won't greenlight it, so it's hung up. And in the meantime, the comic book, five-part comic book, made the top ten nationally and spawned ten sequels and two graphic novels. People loved it. The movie should be made, but it's hung up in the hands of... Uh, of uh, Stonebrook Entertainment in Los Angeles. So that's the, that's the story on that. So I have lots of scripts, lots of properties, and I don't, you know, it's a bitter pill when you have a 
project tied up by a distributor, but I just move on and right. do something else. That's how you stay alive in this business. What's been your hot seller today? I mean, you see them a variety of things going out moving from the stable. I don't know um, if I have... Uh, that's why I have a variety of things, because I've done so many things with 20-some movies and 20-some books and... You know, my, my movie-making books are known as Bibles of the Industry, and one of them has a quote from Quentin Tarantino on it. He told me at the Land of the Dead premiere that he made a movie he didn't finish, and then he read my books, movie-making books, and took notes and made charts, and that's what guided him through his first complete movie. So I always sell a few of those. I saw one get moved today, yeah. Yeah, they, and so many, many... Famous filmmakers, as well as not so famous filmmakers, have been taught by those books. We're also getting ready to teach movie making online. Russ Streiner and I. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we and that's what it's called, Movie Mentors Online, and we're, we have a flash page up if anybody wants to uh, Google it and start hooking up with us because that's going to be launched very soon. What, what, how do they find that? moviementorsonline.com and you can communicate with us there and keep up to date on what's happening with that when we're ready to launch it. And I just did in preparation for that, I did a webinar. A webinar is basically a seminar on the web. (laughs) I did a webinar for the writer's store called uh, how uh, How to Create a Great horror film and amp up the shots is the subtitle that you can I did it live what they do is they stream it live and you get people sign up and take it live and ask questions and everything and they record it and then you can go to the writerstore.com and buy that now and they or anytime and they and they will you will download an mp3 that's fantastic uh, the response has been pretty good with that it was really good. I, I it was well above their average sales as far as the online uh, streamed version, and they loved it. They want me to do more, and uh, but we are intending under uh, you know Gary Vincent and I through Burning Ball intend to do more of these kinds of things, and also through mo- movie mentors online. So that's what I find the most enduring thing about you, Mister Russo, is that. Um, when I ask you, have you seen Nightbreed? Have you seen this horror movie? Have you watched Zombies? Like, no, no, no. I'm just kind of like, stay, I, I like to keep a clean slate so I don't get too much influenced by other people's work. But hey, but still, you stay ahead of the times. You stay with the times. You're ahead of most people my age when it comes to staying with these new mediums. I mean, and that's how you keep that's coming That's what you back. have to do. Yeah. yeah. You, you, it's you, very impressive. You know, it's more important, like, you know, your ideas shouldn't come from other people's movies, although sometimes something you see might hopefully inspire a unique idea in your head, but don't don't just be copying what somebody else is doing. You're, you know, your ideas should come from your life and from the life of the country and the culture. That's where things come from. You That's know, in the case of the Academy, I read some articles about these brain implants and how scientist at Yale was advocating that every child should be implanted at birth and I thought, whoa, you know, how can that go wrong, you know? And it's so it's like just like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you know, technology gone awry is one of my favorite subjects. 
the themes, and so is religion gone awry, religion, superstition, all that. Yes. And, uh, and that's, those are where, that's what, that's why my stuff is unique. Absolutely. And some of the first, we, I mean, unique uh-huh. is one thing, and original is completely different. Absolutely. I mean, when you say real experiences, I have to plug my stuff, too. I mean, we're, we're under the same label, you know? Yeah. So the fall of tomorrow, you know, if you guys are into apocalypse with demons instead of zombies, here I am with the guy that <laughs> the guy that created my brain as a child, basically, when it comes to these monsters. Yeah. I went a different route. I stole nothing from you. My characters <laughs> are all my own. <laughs> but it's definitely a unique tale, and I was because of you, I, I continued writing my whole life. And that's all there is to it. You might have some fans here, Mr. Bruce. I don't the know others, how, oh, I we don't, don't have to wrap this up. No, that's okay. They're not <laughs> specifically there. And, uh, uh, the, uh, and that's part of the fun of these conventions and part of the fun of being in the biz- entertainment business is meeting people like yourself, Dave. And, Thank you. you know, fellow writers, fellow artists, getting to know them on a personal and intellectual level. Uh, and, and that's the fun of hanging out and not just... The professionals that are here. I think you're giving me more credit than I'm worth, but, but okay, no, I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, well, anybody that's out there, you're putting yourself out in the arena, taking the blows from the critics, and taking, hopefully, the accolades from the fans. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and it's all part of the game, and it's it's part of what keeps the juices flowing. So I think I got four or five stars great. so far on Amazon, and oh, one great. four stars. So Congratulations. I'll take that. I'll take that. But yeah, it's a pleasure being here with you. And I just my grandmother is up there smiling down right now because she watched Night of the Living Dead, got me into it as I told you. If she knew that we were sitting here right now, first of all she'd say she'd have to make a pot of sauce and we'd have to have some of her hometown Italian cooking, which I still owe you. My, my, and my, it's funny that you should mention that because the next words out of my mouth are going to be, by the way, Dave, we never did do that pasta. <laughs> it's coming. My wife, my wife has a recipe, man. Don't worry. You're when I was it. on uh, Dan, uh, Dan, he what's his name? Uh, Dan Poitek's oh, yeah, Dan. radio show. The ninth story. He came through with a homemade apple oh. pie, absolutely delicious. And he I'm still, me. I'm uh, still waiting for the pasta. Okay. All right. <laughs> when my wife's here, she'll be here shortly. We'll talk to Miss D, okay. and we'll arrange that. All right. By here. the way, my cousin Lucy, and she always she checks me out on Facebook all the time, and and she'll you know do likes and messages and all that. And I said, Lucy, don't forget. Julia, my daughter, and I are supposed to come to your house because Julia wants you to teach her how to make meatballs. So there's another person with the pasta. And uh, she said, yeah, yeah, I'll call you, I'll call you. I'll, I'll, and we will do that, she and said. bribed with sauce and meatballs. That's yeah. hilarious. And what better way? Oh, man, well, we'll, we'll, we'll make that dinner happen. It will not be recorded, but you'll hear the after effects. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. I know. Let's sell some more books. What do you think? Right. All okay. right, Mr. Russo, thank, thank you. you so much. I got a handshake, even though he's sitting right next to me all day. Love the man. All right. Thank you. And we're, right. we're still in Indianapolis, folks. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see who else we can get here for you in a little bit. He's going to go sell some more books. I'm here with the lovely Ann Bobby. Uh, she is one of my favorite actresses of all time, only because I'm a huge Nightbreed fan, and most of my listeners love Nightbreed, are waiting for the reissue the, sitting here with a legend as far as I'm concerned so thank you yes and you're from Patterson New Jersey I can't believe I missed this I'm from Long Island myself where in Long Island Port Jefferson oh okay yeah. I actually uh, 
just worked on two uh, episodes for a web series out on Long Island. Really? Well, the producers out on Long Island, Scott Perry's In Fear of web series. Fantastic. Um, we shot in Amityville. Cheers. Yeah. Just that. All right. Cheers. <laughs> you just like cross the border of all horror, no matter what. There's no limits for you. And I was actually also just at um, Garden City at the convention out there, where Agoraphobia premiered and uh, won the audience award. Now let's talk about that. That's what we're, we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about. I have some personal questions for me. All right, that okay. you're sick. The time that you're sick of answering, but I got to know. Um, what, all right, this production that you're talking about. You have something coming out. You wrote. Mm-hmm. And well, let's hear all about it, please. Oh, well, I like this. I like a podcast it's where you start you. with a pitch. It's all I'm about making you. a pitch. Well. Um, Scott Perry contacted me on Facebook, on my fan page, and uh, said that he had a script that he thought I might like, um, a short film that was part of his first season, uh, his second season, about phobias, short films about phobias, and the film that he sent me was the script for Agoraphobia, which I liked a lot. It read to me very much like The Twilight Zone, which is one of my favorite... Oh my god, I know every episode by heart, beyond by heart. That's and, um, huge. I, mean, I know these episodes so was, well. That there were some they re-released later, too. Did you even get, you picked up on those, too? That's I've okay. and expanded, you know, they took away all the commercial breaks, now they put all of it back in. It makes a big difference. Every line counts. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I, I read the script, I thought it was great. They were willing to work with me on edits and um, and on casting so I did this episode and while I was doing this episode I thought you know it might be fun if I wrote one myself and, okay immediately they, did they just say of course what did they do yes they did they said that would be great and as I a said, writer I gotta say that must be the best feeling in the world to hear somebody just say sure yeah sure immediately and, and you know what it was it was very free so I I wrote the script I sent it to them and um and being a filmmaker and an actor and a writer, I decided I was going to produce it myself, and um, which was a huge learning experience. Okay. And I wrote it, and um, I wrote the part of its two leads, and um, I wrote the part of the mother for Barbara Rosenblatt, who's in Orange Is the New Black. Nice. Oh yeah. And Great when we did, too. and it is, yeah. and she's wonderful. And when we did a reading of the script, we still hadn't cast the daughter. So I read the part of the daughter, and she said, well, I want to do this film if you're in this film. And I went, part of me went, that was so not what I was planning to do. (laughs) But then the other part of me, who was the producer, went, hey, you know what, that'll save a couple of days shooting because you know all the lines. And you won't have to do a casting session, and you won't have to rehearse so much. So do it. Just do it. So I did it. You just slid right into this thing. Slid right into it. But it's not that easy. Um, there, There had to be some... Anything that came up that you, let's say, you would rather not have come up, or just everything going easy? Well, in filmmaking, things always go wrong. I know. Things always, always, always go wrong. (laughs) I have friends making movies about that. (laughs) What I I found really important about the process was I, I used every aspect of my acting, my writing, my being on a film set, everything that I had ever learned in my life as an artist got called into play while producing Disposophobia. And it's called Disposophobia. Disposophobia. And it's going to be out on Vimeo On Demand as the In Fear of Web series, and that's going to come out in September. Now I know you're a professional. I didn't have to ask you to plug your stuff. You just go out. 
That was so smooth. What can so, I tell you? I just love that we did this right at the beginning. Oh, you kidding? So. Of course. No, no. I, I've done enough. These guys and yourself, you've all heard the, the same questions over and over and over. Well, you get bored. I can tell you, looking like I met Doug Bradley two years ago, and I look in his eyes like he's bored just shaking my hand right now. <laughs> so I, 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 he's, he's wonderful. But I, my questions, you know, I just, it, your tongue gets confused. You're like, oh, what am I doing? I so here we go with the stupid questions. Absolutely. There are the only stupid questions are the ones you don't the ask. The first time you met Clive Barker, mm-hmm. what was that like? I liked him immediately. And did um, he find you? What happened there? I... Had uh, read the script. My my agent set me up with the audition. He's a real sweetheart. And I had read the script and I liked it. And I went to the casting session and it was in the evening. It was late in the day. And the wonderful casting director, who doesn't get mentioned often enough, Todd Thaler, wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, good eye, good person. He. Uh, it was basically a director's meeting straight off the top. And at the time, Clive smoked cigars, and I smoked cigarettes. And we were in this tiny little office <laughs> in Todd's office. Out, right? Poor Todd was just, like, being choked with secondhand smoke. Um, but we just had a great time, and we improvised. We talked theater. We talked mythology. We talked and talked and talked and talked and talked, and I just liked him so much. And I had gone in, you know, an, an admirer of the script and an admirer of Books of Blood, and I left oh. an absolute admirer of You his. brought it up. Um, yeah. My favorite story, and he made the movie, Rawhead Rex. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that he wasn't particularly pleased, but I think he liked it, but he wanted more. Who doesn't? I love that movie. I purchased it. I sold it out and have it on VHS and DVD. Oh, did Of course. I, love, I, I, I really enjoy it, but I know I get... There's two halves to that. Do you enjoy Ryan Rex? Or you're like, Absolutely. I love the story. Books of, books of Blood. Now, what, what, I want to ask you, what are you reading now? What are you watching? Um, well, I don't have a TV. Okay, but Orange is the New Black. Yes, I watch that because I have so many friends on it. That's fantastic. <laughs> what am I reading now? I'm, I'm reading, gosh, everything. I'm actually... This, is, this sounds so nerdy. It's no, not to... No, because, you know, I'm not really reading I'm art. the original fanboy. Come on. No, you're, no I'm, I'm actually reading a, a cookbook memoir. Hey, cool. All right. <laughs> a this really great right. book, actually. Cookbooks are in. <laughs> I'm... You, you mean I'm heavy, actually heavy metal cookbook? That's <laughs> it's fantastic. You know about that? No. Yeah, there is one. Yeah, it's, it's like people from Norway, Sweden, all these death metal bands. They put their their all their specialties in this menu. It is a cookbook. Oh, it's I love so that. Fantastic. That's awesome. Oh yeah, it was written by a girl too. Oh. Follow all these bands. There's I, like Judas Priest and Magic Mother. You know what? I'm sorry, artists who live on the road, man. They, they got to learn how to eat or die. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Eat, die, or gain 50 I mean, pounds. Exactly. Right here, we'll be we at burgers and pizza. And look at you. What are you, you're, you're eating vegetables. I'm Somehow eating, you found... No, I brought them with me pots. from Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Yeah. Nice. I live in Brooklyn now. Nice. I was born in East Patterson. Oh, yeah. New I'm Jersey a Brooklyn girl. girl. New Jersey girl. I have a friend out there, best friend. His name's Brian. Who adores you? When he finds out you're from his hometown, he's gonna. Now I'm from East Patterson. He's back. He's Wayne, I guess. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I used to drive. Absolutely. So uh, now I have to ask you about this uh, voice acting. Mm -hmm. I saw that. What? What? Now, for people that don't know, what have you done that we could find or hear? Well, I think that um, some people might know that I did the Bioshock series. I was the voice of Bridget Tannenbaum, which was a great gig. I really, really loved it. And um, I I like 
I like that I have opportunities to do projects that I'm really passionate about. You're trained classically, too. Um, you went to, um, not NYU. Um, I went to Oxford University you, as yes. part of the Yale School of Drama Presidential right. Scholars okay. Program. there we go. And then I went to NYU. So you're already across the board anyway. I'm just a nerd. Um, <laughs> hey, but, look around us. Nerds are doing all right. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> How'd that panel go? She was on the Nightbreed panel. This, it was again, really great. All the Nightbreed folks are here. Is this the first time you've seen some of these people, or have you all stayed in touch? I haven't seen Christine in 25 years. I, I, stay in, I see Doug occasionally, and I see Craig at panels, and Simon. Um, I haven't seen you in a long time, but we're you friends played, on Facebook. Um, Narcisse. Right. Oh, my God. It's wonderful. Yes. He was at the last show. He was in Atlantic City, actually. Yeah, and I was not. Ah. Yeah. We, we keep crossing over. Our paths just keep crossing. So, no, yeah. I, I did. I had to ask this one. Now, you were in As the World Turns. Yeah. Played a social worker, correct? Yeah. Okay. And we're talking, of course, you were Lori Winston in mm-hmm. Nightbreed. And um, as far as, like, all these characters... You, who's I, I am DB me. Who's the closest that you connect with of your characters? Wow. I, I'm going to admit, I didn't know about As the World Turns. So uh, you know, I think, um, I think that... Born on the 4th of July, I knew. Come on. <laughs> I, I think that what I, what I try and do is find common ground with all of my characters so in a way I really connect in the same way with all of them because they all have a piece of me so there's a little them. bit of you in each one Excellent. yeah oh, that's fantastic okay. but I would but I would have to say actually the character that I connect most with is the character I just did because I wrote her and uh and that is what we're all about to see correct yes come September I can't wait myself yep, and I honestly all I have to do is like my fan page on Facebook Facebook and Bobby, folks, come on, look her up. And Twitter, are you on Twitter? I will not Twitter. You will not Twitter? I will okay. not Twitter. I was against it, but being a little little guy on this little uh, thing I do, it has built a I know, base, so. and I know that it's something that I should do, but I I, uh, I I feel like I spend so much time in front of the computer as it is. We all do. And, yeah, we're doing and, it right now. And living my life <laughs> through my computer. I like, to, I like to experience it. They say that the best... You know, actors recreate life, so the more you live, the more you can create. Well, I find that this is my little buffer. So. I knew you were a sweetheart when I met you. You oh. really are. And you know, folks, she is exactly what you think she is. Oh, that's she is that character. Oh, that, I mean, I want to say innocent, but I think, I don't know. You could be a badass if you want to. You're from these two I, Jersey. I don't know well, if I'm on. a badass, but I am a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think directors will say that about you. Oh, are there a few that would? <laughs> no, I hope not. Ah, throw the dirt out there. All right, well... You got, you got some fans building up here. Just they're lurking around like sharks, oh, waiting God. for an opening. So I need to leave you alone so you can make some. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely, thank you, and Bobby. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I better get a picture out of this. Too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not a pain in the ass. <laughs> right, and let's. Oh wait, the, wait. That's on the new night. The night preview issue is when. Um, I've heard everything from fall of 2014 to spring of 2015. Just keep up, stay logged in to Occupy Midian, log on to my Facebook page, keep keep abreast of it. And don't look for her on Twitter. Don't. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello, back again, and I have a new friend. Lots of people peddling their stuff here today. We have celebrities, and then we have major celebrities like the one next to me. And your name is... My name is Bonnie White, but most people know me as Bonnie Bones. Bonnie Bones. And she does something very interesting. She's, she's peddling her stuff like I am today. 
probably doing better than I am. She's very attractive, I'll say. So there's more people at her table than my table. So uh, you're too kind. I'm, hey, I do try, you know. But now let's tell tell us about your artwork and what you're selling. Um, well, my company's name is Filthy Gorgeous, and when we travel to these different uh, trade shows and conventions, we set up our booth and we sell our one-of-a-kind handmade artwork, jewelry, home goods. Uh, we even have a line of all-natural and organic body products. Nice. Um, but we are known for, we specialize in the use of real animal bones and other organic materials. So I have uh, developed a, a hobby over the years of cleaning and preserving different animal specimens and we take these we take these things usually, usually bones usually bones um, and we turn around and we make them into handmade jewelry art pieces and um, really a variety of different stuff fantastic are there other are there certain animals that are easier to work with others or do you use bigger bones or smaller bones or you know what? How do you I, choose your bones? <laughs> I get. I well, let me state that I do not. I do not kill any of these animals. Uh, not yet. Not yet. I'm either. a bleeding heart animal fanatic. Oh, really. dog lover right got here. Like absolutely. Three cats and eight rats and two dogs. Nice. Ah, I got a zoo. Um, <laughs> not a taxidermist, no, right? We, we cleared that up earlier. They, no, yeah. They're 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 functional. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I get a lot of them donated from friends of mine that are either hunters or trappers. Or um, just you know different things. Different where are you sources. from? What area? Chicagoland. Oh, okay, I'm heading out that way in a, a couple hours actually. Oh. Yeah, I'm from Long Island, and uh, now I live in Pittsburgh. So I'm going all over the place. Oh wow. Traveling yeah, circus. Yeah, traveling circus of the undead basically. Yeah. You know. But so, yeah. So um, I, I I work with a lot of smaller animals. Let's say a lot of either uh, birds, poultry, uh, <laughs> rabbits, raccoons, skunks, minks. Uh, wow. Even a lot of fox and coyote. Um, I saw the table. It's rather interesting. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I do really like to work with the uh, fox and coyote bones. They're at that perfect size okay. where I can use them for a lot of different things. That's what I was wondering when I said size. What kind of animals? Yeah. Okay. And people like the look of those skulls, you know, with the Creepier. big teeth and everything. Yeah. I they look more ominous like than the creature actually did. Yeah. Yeah. People <laughs> like that. Um, Talk about I, new art form. This is, you know, <laughs> I'm like I'm on the ground level right now, man. This is awesome. Um, so, do you work with other people over there? Do you have, do you have a team? I do. I have uh, I have my business partner. Her name is Erin Richardson. Yeah, you better drop her name. Yeah. <laughs> or she might get mad at me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She. Um, yeah. We both have our things. We specialize in making. She does a lot of our sewn goods. We have. Um, really awesome custom printed pillows and bags Ooh. and stuff like that so oh, okay, she makes cool. that uh she also we do a lot of uh the tinier bones and like resin pendants and things like that oh okay. i did see those necklaces. yeah these are so awesome she does all of that work too and she's the one who makes our um our all organic body products as well fantastic so that's her department <laughs> well what you need to do is tell people where to find you because this is worth looking into for folks that are interested all right, well, you can find us at most uh, Days of the Dead conventions, horror hounds, flashbacks, different haunt cons like Trans World and uh, Midwest Haunters. And we do a lot of local shows around Chicagoland, different car shows, art shows, craft fairs. But of course, in this day and age, we are online as well. Boom. You can look us up on Facebook under Filthy Gorgeous. 
Uh, I will state though that gorgeous is spelled with an extra e. So oh, okay. G o r e g e o u s. That's important these days. Yes, because sometimes people have a hard time finding us because they don't put in the misspelled version. <laughs> it's on purpose. Oh. Boom. Um, we've Twitter. Also, you do yeah. Twitter? Oh, thank oh, God, well, somebody no, does no, Twitter. No. No, 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 actually I don't. There's a lot of haters out here. I, I was a hater, but it, it ends up working for me a little bit. I've got a personal Twitter. I okay. mean, you can find Bonnie Bones on Twitter. You can find Bonnie Bones on Facebook, too. But as far as the Filthy Gorgeous name goes, we have Facebook. We do have an online Etsy store. So oh, nice. We do, we do okay. online purchasing. We'll ship anywhere in the U.S. Very cool. Um, wow. We right. have, uh, of course, website, FilthyGorgeous.com. And uh, we've also got an Instagram. We've got one of those, too. So. I didn't do that yet. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have much worth looking at, but I mean, I, there's this book, The Fall of Tomorrow, by the way, folks. It's out there, Amazon.com. I have to plug myself. I always say that. I hear it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't know who you heard that from. I'm hoping Bill Mosley sitting across the way there said that, but I don't know. I've been talking to him. He's a great guy. Who have you met here so far that's like your favorites? Um, at this particular show, I've got, we've been, we've been shorthanded at the show, actually. We normally have a third person that we call the handler. He's like my best friend, Sam, and he normally comes and helps work our booth with us. Um, but we were short him this weekend, so I did not get a lot of off time. This is actually uh, the yeah. first time I've been doing laps around. I understand. But who did I run into? Oh, God, Aaron would kill me. Aaron's so into wrestling stuff. Oh, wrestling, we, we, huh? We ran into one of the WWE, like, all-star guys last night. I wonder who. Oh, man. Um, she knew exactly who he was, and I was like, oh, he's really nice. I have some wrestling, <laughs> wrestling fans out there. Actually, yeah. the, one of them helped me do this comic book right here. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, we did this. I got to plug this, too. But Yeah, John Towers. There he is, Dr. John Towers. He did the artwork for this. Nice. WZWA, Wrestling and Zombies. It, it's out of print now, but you can still get it at his Stigmata Studios. Here I am plugging again. Anyway, so, but yeah, well, this was a really good show. I hate that it is wrapping up. This is day three. What are your plans from here? Uh, well, we have a little uh, we have a little tradition in the FG crew where on okay. Sundays when we shut down our booth right. before we drive home, we go and get uh, bacon cheeseburgers and Bloody Marys. I love it. And we call it family dinner. So <laughs> That's fantastic. If I wasn't driving all the way to Chicago, I'd join you. Well, thank you so much, Miss Bonnie. Oh, I appreciate you coming. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, just look us up, man. You know, uh, we're on Facebook too, and Twitter, and all that fun stuff. Okay, Fa at Fairly Dark. That's me, anyway. And you said you were on there personally. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, on Facebook or Twitter, you can find me under Bonnie Bones, and then other words, you can look up Filthy Gorgeous. There you go. All over the interwebs as well. I highly recommend looking her up, guys. And thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. Right. Don't even. Why are you even? Why are you even going there? What, I don't. Do you know just, what you're There's some things you shouldn't touch. You're right. All right. So we're back. Oh. Oh yeah. We were talking about. Okay. Anyway. Something. I, yeah. I have to apologize ahead of time for the next tune we're going to play uh, towards the end here. Um, since Bill Mosley is the next, and we're going to end the show with his interview, uh, we're going to play a song. And uh, I'm sorry, Mom. The name of the song is. All right. Close your ears, Mom. Dirty sperm rag. <laughs> it's, it's really nasty but hilarious. Oh and that is the corn bugs, Bill Mosley himself. I want to apologize ahead of time. This, this, with this interview, we spent the afternoon hanging out with Bill. He came over, sat in your seat, and was making fun <laughs> of you, attacked you he several times. Attack. He was stealing um, little ping pong balls away from kids that were trying to throw it back and forth to each other. In a, also, uh, trying to annoy Tom Savini and sitting in during his interviews, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> There was also a moment there where, well, we, we do talk about Corey Feldman. Um, 
but we should probably ask Ms. D. Um, didn't you have a Corey Feldman experience? <laughs> the one I had, I'll tell you, oh, Corey Feldman well, you, came you walking around. He, came, he just came around with his little angel who follows him everywhere and helps him DJ and all kinds of fun stuff. He's dressed like Michael Jackson, whatever. And he went to Tara Reed's table when she wasn't there. He was looking for her, but, you know, he... That's about it, and Bill was making fun of him a little bit. But you had a Corey Feldman experience, Ms. D. Let's uh, go ahead and tell, tell everybody real quick. Well, I was finding my way to the loo, and all these people just stopped, and I'm like, seriously, I have to use the restroom here. Get out of my way. And I looked over my shoulder, and Corey Feldman was standing there in a black shirt with glittery thread throughout it. Tinsel. 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 Um, yeah, it was interesting. I just, just kind standing of standing there, just standing there with his angel, and I was kind just of like, you, took you back standing there I with was his just angel. Like, okay, <laughs> kind of, yeah, flitting about. We were lucky enough about. to see him. The line was wrapped around I, all the place I to chuckled. see Mr. Feldman, <laughs> and went on my way. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that. Anyway, so this interview with Bill coming up right now, it's a, it's a little noisy. His table was very active. Mm-hmm. There were people all around me. And him, we sat down. He just finished eating his White Castle that he's very happy with. And um, behind us, there was a lot of noise at the Stephen Piercy table, which was, I guess, he was on his way out. I have no idea. So I apologize for the noise. But uh, first, let's let's hear a little corn bugs. Are we ready? Oh, how could you not be ready for some corn bugs? Boom. Bring back my 
to me. All right, well, I'm here with my personal favorite person to be with, and I'm lucky enough to be sitting next to Mr. Chop Top and Mosley. Thank you so much for being on Kettle Whistle Radio. I've been trying to do this for three years. And uh, just one of those things, being a favorite guy, I respected you from a distance. <laughs> but you know what? Well, I'll tell you, you're some of my work and probably were afraid for your life. Yes, that's part of it. You know what? But yeah, you're a regular Devil's Rejects. We see it twice a year. I got to give a throw out to my friend, uh, my friend Elsa, who's in love with you. She owns a bar in Pittsburgh. She watches everything that you're in. Uh, if you just want to say hi, Elsa, she'll probably melt when she listens to this. Hello, Elsa. <laughs> Thank you so it's much like for the that. dating game. Oh, you have no idea. Yes, All I three do. Bachelors would say hi. I'm old enough to remember that. Absolutely. And then they would say hi, and, and they try to be witty to get an edge on their opponents. It was a game. It was a game. It was a game. Now, I, actually, I'm looking at these CDs that you have over here. That's I'm a rock and roll guy. I know you are too. Uh, the corn bugs thing happened. Is that still a thing happening? Uh, no, that's that seems to be in the past. I haven't heard from Buckethead in three or four years. That was my so, next question. I think that's uh, that was my. Well, was he doing that's a, a good thing? indication? Yeah. Now, what are these CDs you got here? Are these DVDs? What, what am I looking at on your table? Uh, you're looking at uh, three different corn bug CDs. That's a band I had with Buckethead. Yes. You're looking at uh, Skeleton Farm, which of course is uh, Skeleton Farm is my take on Iraq. Ooh. You know, back in the day. Skeleton Farm, and then uh, let's see, you've got uh, Celebrity Psychos, and uh, one of my personal favorites, Brain Circus. Okay, three so different. That's uh, your favorite. Now, if I, were, CDs. if I were to yep. purchase one of those, uh, this is a rock and roll station we got here. Can I play your music? Heck yeah. Which one do you recommend? Because I am going to buy one. I buy my music, I download my music, but I pay for it. Very rare thing these days, right. as you know. Well, I would recommend that you get two. Okay. And I would recommend uh, Brain Circus. Yep. Already which, in the bag. Uh, you know, it has a wonderful, my favorite song on that CD is called Dirty Sperm Rag. <laughs> and it's a very rollicking, upbeat song. Now, should I play that after the Ann Bobby interview or after your interview? <laughs> uh, you know, either way. Yeah, okay. But I don't want to insult I would also recommend my new band, Spider Mountain, with a guy named oh. Ronnie Sharon from Thank a band you. called Stolen Babies. Awesome. I, I wanted to ask you what you were doing musically. That is what's yeah. happening now. Is this a tour thing, a bar thing, downloadable thing? What is it? Um, you know, it's a basically uh, a project thing. Uh, when I get the chance, I like to make music. And uh, with uh, Spider Mountain, I hadn't really made music in, I don't know, a couple of years before, uh, after uh, the slow fade of corn bugs. So, um, that was a lot of fun, and it got me kind of fired up. Now my next, the next, you know, uh, project that I want to do, and uh, you know, it, it takes two, and that is do something with uh, Phil Anselmo. Oh my God! <laughs> now you're killing me. I think he'd work with you in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, we've talked. I was at his place actually last year down in uh, his place in uh, Louisiana. So we're getting closer. No, uh, you know, you see the shirt yeah, I'm wearing. Down, there you I got go. my you down got shirt it, on. Not even prompting. I wasn't begging the question. He, yeah. This is Bill just being Bill right now. Fantastic. I want to see this project yeah. come to fruition. Yeah. Then I'll be happy. I'll be a happy yeah. man. Now, last time, actually, last show I saw you at where I had the guts to come up to you, I gave you an issue of a comic book I did. Yeah. All right, you have number one. I'm going to give you number two today. Beautiful. So I figure in 20 years you'll have all four issues. Yeah. You <laughs> and go. you take it home and give it to whoever you want. Yeah, but uh, you if you're into comic books at all. Yeah, but absolutely. just knowing that you have it makes me happy. Good. 
Is it possible you could say hi to my wife, Denise? She's sitting over there with me today. She'd yep. love to hear you just say hi, Denise. Is she still in? Is she over She's there not there now. She's too shy. Because uh, I was going to say, Denise! <laughs> perfect, she's perfect. She probably heard you on the other side of the room. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, she's, what do you probably, she's probably shadowing Corey Feldman and his angel. <laughs> she, had a, she had a moment with him. Yeah. I, I can't talk about that because we're still here. <laughs> they didn't throw Corey, us out yet. Corey Feldman sighting uh, Tara Reed. Tara Reed, yes. She's been she there all day. Again. And uh, Tony Katane. What do you think of Tony Katane being around? Uh, Tony Katane is pretty exciting. She came and borrowed an issue of uh, Fangoria, the one, the one that has me on the cover. Borrowed. March, March 14. Oh, I think she wanted to read up. I don't know, did she want to read up on me, or did she just wanted something to read? She's 20, taken by it. Contained. Um... We yeah. wanted to show her an article. There's, okay, well, so yeah, there's a history she, of you and... she doesn't... She's like, me anyway. no, 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 I don't know. She, there's a history of her and rock and roller, so maybe she's very interested. You know? okay. you well, that. that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so we're gonna be playing some corn bugs definitely after yeah, after this. But um, I, I want to ask you too, um, movies. Do you even sit down and watch movies? Um, I do. You know, I love uh, TCM. Oh yeah. Uh, Turner Classic Movies. Uh, I like to watch them. Um, I do seem to watch a lot of old movies more than new movies. Okay. I uh, live in Los Angeles, so we've got the Egyptian Theater, the Arrow Theater, nice, nice. and we've got the New Beverly Cinema, which has been resuscitated by uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh yes. So there's a lot of there's a lot of great you know you really can find pretty much anything you want. So when you settle Angeles. down, what do you you go for the cult flicks or do you have like a go-to movie? A lot of people you are the go-to movie for a lot of people. I just saw the last five movies I saw were uh, Stop Making Sense, okay. uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Nice. Uh, the uh, Captain Blood, the Seahawk, and um, I just saw Big Trouble in Little China. All right, yeah, it's making a comeback, man. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, there's a comic book version somewhere yeah. around here being sold. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, it, I okay. thank you for your time. I'm taking right. business away from you, Beautiful. so let's stop doing that. And thanks and All right. going out. And thank you, everybody, and go out and get yourself some corn bugs and some spider man. You're gonna be hearing some very shortly. All thanks right. a lot, Mr. Bill Mosley. Thank you. A bird that's quite insane. 
are blowing cold. No bombs, no guided missiles, and we never get too old. We steal from the idle rich, you bet we keep it all. We guzzle fungus water, and we always have a ball. We're riding, riding, riding across the pinkish hills of Mars. Riding, riding, riding with the queen of Zanzibar. So come along, you lazy children. We are never, ever dull. So come along, you feckless children, don't be diffident or dull. Let me tell you all about the riders of the Whistling Skull. Let me shout it out, America, to every hall and hall. It's the riders, oh, the riders, the Mystic Whistling Skull.
I have some loose jello, okay? Okay, well, that settles that. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.